0: Welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of k Comparisons. My name is Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel John Schaefer, and today we are kicking off Season 3. And I have an announcement. Very first thing for Season 3, I'm proud to announce that the k crew are now the new permanent co-hosts. Jesse Baker, Wexley Lawson, Mr. Know-It-All, the Holy Trinity, of course I am the father, little Wexley is my son, and Jesse is the Holy Ghost. We gotta love having it here, we love having it. Boys, how you feeling, Jesse? How you living, man?
1: Dude, absolutely loving it. Uh,
0: Internet went down a little bit earlier today, glad
1: to have it back, glad we can make this thing happen, and I am ready to roll and not be in the
2: middle of a riot.
0: Hell yeah, Wex, how you feeling today, bud?
2: Yeah, you know, I work downtown, so I was glad to get home, you know, I'm glad to have these beers, got a belly full of food, I'm feeling pretty good, ready to get get, get going. Hell yes, we're kicking off season
0: three with kind of of an old fan favorite, the happy hour, uh, the happy hour format, but obviously, you know, the KG Cass is no longer with us, God rest his soul, I'm just kidding, we love you Cass, Um, but we are going to do it a little bit different this time, It's it's now it's a heads up happy hour, if if anybody's ever played that uh, smart... Smartphone game, heads up. You guys will know exactly what we're talking about. Pretty much, we're going to pick about 10 wrestlers each. Some really well-known, some not so well-known in our kind of like kayfabe fandom. So WCW, ECW, and WWE are going to be where we're going to keep it, at least for this one. But we plan on doing a lot of these. Um, so there'll be one person to ask the questions, and then the other two have to try to guess it right. If they each get three guesses, if they don't guess it right, they would get a three-count of just straight-up chugging. Straight-up chugging, boys. So, hopefully... I mean, what I've tried to do, at least from my perspective, with all my, like, super well-known guys, I'm using, like, the most obscure shit as hints. So, hopefully... Hopefully, we're all on the same page there. But I'm gonna kick it off here. I am the only King of the Ring winner from the 90s to not go on to be a World Heavyweight Champion.
2: I got it. Badass Billy Gunn. From the 90s. From the 90s, yeah. He won it in the 90s. He won it in 2000. Fuck. Jesse's Jesse. got it. <laughs> King Mabel. Yep.
0: King Mabel. That is correct. That is Damn correct. It. That is a ding. That is a ding right there.
2: Ding, 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 ding,
0: ding, ding, ding. 10-4. So, so now that... I'll take a drink. So Jesse Jesse gets a point. We should – somebody – Jesse, can you keep score, please? Uh, Sure. Yeah, is that, absolutely. capable? All right. So Jesse has uh. I have 15,000 points. <laughs> Jesse has right. a point. So
2: well, I, got, he... I got that wrong, so that's a drink for and, me, right? Yeah.
0: Yes, me and Wesley, me and Wex both have to take a drink. Ready? Bottoms up.
1: I don't know if you guys know what three counts are, but you're certainly neither one of your referees. Oh, it's only when you
0: get it wrong with three count.
1: Uh Oh, 10 4. Gotcha.
0: So you sip it first, then. All right, Jesse, you're up, buddy. 10 4. Um,
1: Beat me if you can. Got it. Daniel.
0: Taz. There we go. Yeah, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Get to drinking, boys. Bottoms up, Jesse and Wex. You're gonna Wex is gonna be tossed by the end of the show for sure. <laughs> but you're up, buddy. You're up. You're you're a go.
2: Do I take a drink since I didn't answer that one?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. You take a drink. I Too did. Too slow. Too slow.
2: <sighs> okay. Uh. I almost died of malaria in nineteen eighty nine.
0: Ooh. Deep cut here. It's not That's Greg good. Valentine, is it?
2: Nope. Not Greg Valentine. Okay. Means get, do I Second second line? On yeah. another yeah. one? Right, second line. Hey, I, he was I was undefeated for a year in ninety eight until I lost to Jeff Jarrett. Oh, my God. Fuck me,
1: dude. Um, Steve Blackman? Got it. Wow. Okay. Just got it.
2: Deep cut. Deep yeah, cut. Cause, uh, I love crazy. He, did, he, did almost, he actually debuted in 88, almost died of malaria, then was bedridden for two years, and it took until 96, 96 to get his body back into shape to wrestle again.
0: Oh, my God. I did not know that. That's yeah. crazy.
2: I'm a, I'm a Steve Blackman fan.
0: Steve Blackman fan, huh? See blackman fan all right so here's a here's a little deeper cut for you guys okay i was the original person to be the character max moon oh that was so close oh god i gotta go jesse though i think he was a little bit faster on the draw
2: Olale, oh, arriba la raza. Yes. Si no yes. yeah. See, not I'll only keep... are you guys
0: getting us getting drunk here, but you're payball. also learning something, right?
2: Keeping it
1: one hundo, baby. Yeah. Just, uh, up, he was payball.
0: actually also on my list, so I had the catchphrases ready as well. Oh, nice. Well done. Well done.
1: What of them things.
0: Jesse, you're I'm... back up, buddy. The uh... <sighs> the cunning linguists. The sexual intellectual. I got it. Oh, yeah, I know this one, too. Joel Gertner. Yeah.
2: Damn, right! Boom, that's a point for me.
0: Well done, well done, well done.
2: (laughs) Point for Wes.
0: Wes Wes is finally on the board here.
2: All right, I'm going to hit y'all with this one. This is... okay. okay. Two days later, he walks out with a snake necktie and lizard boots, carrying his Harley Davidson over his shoulder. (sighs) Oh. this is a well-known one. I hit you with a an, an an very obscure promo right there. The very end of a very of, of a well-known promo. And I'll, I'll get you another obscure one in a second if y'all can't. Because you should. Is
0: see. it Dusty?
2: No, not Dusty. Goddamn, Wes, you're coming in with the
1: deep dives
0: here. It's not but, TA, is uh,
2: it? But of who this is, though. this I have to go deep because of how well-known of a wrestler this is.
1: It's not TA, though, yeah?
2: No, no, it's not. It's All right, here's well. the second one. Nice guys, it said they always finish last, but badasses always kicking assholes' ass. <laughs> Couldn't even say it without laughing. <laughs> uh, the Is this
0: like Boogie Woogie Man or? No, uh,
2: it's not. It's like one of the most well-known fucking wrestlers of all time. That's why. It's nice guy said they always finish last, but badasses always kicking assholes' ass. Is it Michael uh, Hayes? No. <laughs> I think we're I think we're out.
0: I think yeah, we're I, out. Yeah. I think that's three strikes
2: for each of us. It's the Undertaker.
0: Oh, you son oh, of a you bitch! Fucking that's ass. That's
2: his. That's his theme song.
0: You son of a bitch. That
2: was his theme. That was his theme song, and that was the, the ridiculous promo that he cut. That Jericho came out afterwards and was like, "What the fuck was that?" You you know. Oh, promo? my my, no, my I, beer I, is I, green. My, be,
0: oh, my beer is green, so you can't see it from the green
2: screen. <laughs> <laughs> I I can kind of see it, but
0: alright right'll thought you All right. Don't y'all right. get count, that one. Count us out. Give us a three count, Wex.
2: Alright. One, two, three.
0: Alright. Oh. Couldn't kick out. Nope, did the job on that one. Did the job straight up. I
2: thought you would get that one. It was such a classic, like, fuck promo and that.
0: I, okay, I'm up, right? Alright. Yeah. I, uh, I was the first character based on Mortal Kombat. Glacier. Nope. No. Mortis. It is Mortis. That is correct.
2: Mortis was the first one. <laughs> Chris Canyon, yes.
0: Chris Canyon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take a drink, Jesse.
1: There it is. There it is. I almost put Chris Canyon on my list, and then I was like, what the fuck am I going to say? Who better than blank? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesse's
0: right, up. Well,
1: uh, I'm trying to pick out which one I want to do. I am a creepy little bastard. And I named my fan Daniel. Christian. Boom. Oh, <laughs> Captain <laughs> Chris.
0: Ah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's a JR thing, right? Creepy little creepy little bastard. <laughs>
1: well, I think I think it originated with uh, good old Vinnie Mac because he really thought that Christian had an ugly face and looked like a creepy little bastard. And Christian also refused to cut his hair
0: for Oh, time. Dude, have you guys seen the face swap of Christian's face on oh. Edge's body at like the yeah. twenty twenty Royal Rumble? It's amazing. It's amazing.
1: I saw it uh full disclosure. So I do some management work and uh band artist stuff with Look What I Did and I I saw that approximately five minutes after Barry Gonnigan told me that his wrestling persona is kind of going after like a leaned out Christian or a leaned out edge. Yeah. And then I immediately saw that, and I was like, this is
0: just weird, like, very strange timing for me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Wex, you are up next on the list, baby.
2: All right. Uh, the first ever WWF light heavyweight champion.
0: Talk Got to it.
2: Got it. He got it that quick. Damn, he's fast. He's. I was.
1: I was trying to think. I was trying to think the uh, years there because I felt like they had
2: one at one point before it was that. Ninety-seven, uh,
0: if I believe. Yeah. He's my right. next.
2: My next clue was gonna be he kayfabe helped chop uh valvenus's dick off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that would have been a dead giveaway. <laughs> his best friend is Dick to Go.
2: Yeah, and I was gonna say no. That was the next one. And dick to Go was his teammate.
0: Indeed, I'll take. I'll take a dub on that one. Indeed. I'll take a dub.
2: That's. I see. I get. I get you on that one too.
0: Picking up what I'm putting down there.
2: I'm trying to keep score.
0: It's kind of haphazard, but
1: it's sort of happening.
0: Okay. I got a good one here. I was in one of the most (laughs) notable tag teams of all time and did win the tag team championships, but not really. Jesse. Marty Jannetty? Yes, I'll take it. Oh,
2: because the house show thing? Oh, okay.
0: Yes, it's it's Marty Jannetty. Well done. Well done. I thought that was going to be a little bit harder, but yeah, yeah. It's, just, uh, it's, uh,
1: it's one of the most legendary things of all time to me, just that the Rockers didn't actually do it on the on the yeah. screen. Yeah. Yeah. This one might be a little bit loud, and this is a brand new mic, so I'm going to back off just a little bit just in case.
2: Okay. Mr. Kennedy. Yeah, you got it. Wes. Or he, Anderson, does that work too? Yeah.
0: Yeah. We, uh-huh.
1: we, we get the drift. That was a little too easy, but it was one of those things that.
2: Hmm. Got a couple. Okay. It's my turn, right? Yes, sir. All right. This uh, wrestler got the honor of debuting Lita for the first time on WWF.
0: Oh, I know this one, too. Yeah. Des- Des- Rios. Des- there, there we go. Well done. Well done, boys. Well done.
2: I was going to say he, he wrestled in WrestleMania against Takamishinoku under a hood. That was going to be my next... Uh...
1: Was he El Aguilar at that time?
2: Yeah, yeah, El uh, Aguilar. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Well, since we're still in that kind of world, um, they led me to the ring originally on a dolly with chains and a mask. <laughs> Jesse.
1: <The> homicidal,
0: genocidal, <laughs> suicidal... Abu. Yes, yes, Jesse. Well done, my friend.
1: <sighs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make this. This is little... just
0: turning into boozing with the boys, by the way.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've like crossed out most of mine already, so I'm kind of trying to figure it out. Um, all right.
2: We're taking over.
0: Ooh, Fuck. Which one was <sighs> on? Oh, was it six that said that? Not what I'm going. X for Factor. Not what I'm going for. Damn. Okay. Oh, BWO. Stevie but Richards. Who? Stevie Richards. There we go. Yeah, okay. You got it. Yeah.
1: Big Stevie Cool would be the utmost. Big Stevie correct. Cool would be. Oh,
2: <laughs> big Stevie <laughs> Cool. That, that's correct. But I'll get a. It's a pass. It's a pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it works.
1: The panel said it's good, okay. All it's right. like our our Santa Claus text from earlier, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now I'm kind of thinking we should have gone with just, like, super obscure shit, because we're all just nailing these.
2: Yeah. I gotta... This is not that obscure, but it might be a little uh dark, but here we go. Draws his neck. D'Lo Brown? There we go! Yeah! Hello, hey. I was gonna do the head shake. <laughs> that was gonna be my second one. I was gonna be like, all right... I'm going to do something that you can't hear, but you, you, they will oh, get it.
0: So. Eventually, eventually, we will have these videos. We've got some things brewing for you guys. Eventually, we're going to have videos of us you know, recording these, and you'll be able to see all of our faces and our mannerisms because it's high-quality entertainment. That being said, high-quality entertainer. I was a staple for WCW. I was a well-hyped person coming in during the invasion. Came in later and never won the title. Jesse, who, who is it?
1: I, I originally thought that I knew
0: for a fact, but DDP. I'm going to go
1: ahead and I'm now going to guess DDP.
0: Yeah. See, now I don't know who to go with because Wex just kind of shouted it out. But yeah. yeah. Thought,
2: no, no, no. It, it, give it to Wex. That's yeah, that's we'll I thought give, he was, we'll I thought he was done. That's why, I, since he's like, I don't know, that's why, that's why when I shouted
1: Hyped during the invasion or whatever, I immediately went to a
2: different person. Which is going to be... DDP. It's me. It's me. It's D. That weird fucking stalker angle with the Undertaker's oh, wife. Oh, God. The worst. He's probably Sarah. one of the worst.
0: Like, since we're talking about it and since we're just blowing through these, can we just talk about, like, okay, of all of the, the quote-unquote WCW main eventers that finally did come, who was booked the worst? It has to be DDP, right? Like, it has to be.
1: Yeah, I would think so. I can't really think of anybody else that got treated worse that didn't deserve it, you know? I think,
0: uh,
1: man, Goldberg got booked great, I guess, but
0: yeah. Well, Scott Steiner too, though. God, what the drizzling shits he was when he came back. The whole fucking angle of test. The Triple H shit was just so bad. So hard to watch. Scott Steiner
1: basically didn't have any upward mobility at all. Like his, his entire upper body was just so like brick together that he couldn't really move around.
0: Useless. Absolutely useless. Jesse, what you got for us?
1: Uh, mean.
2: Woo. My God, Gene. Rick Flair. You said woo. Is that it? Yeah. Is it Flair? Yeah. That's yeah, the cool. one you go with. Yeah, Rick Flair.
1: <laughs> I was trying to give it not a not a uh, just uh, you know, uh, not the utmost
2: like on the level. Yeah. On
1: space mountain. That you was like this. Voices.
2: All right. Uh, here. I gotta. Let's see. Let me go with. Uh... All right, here, here we go. He was trained by Shawn Michaels, and he trained Eva Marie. Daniel Bryan. No. Oh, yeah. Jesse?
0: Brian,
2: Kendrick? Brian yeah. Kendrick. I was that's almost correct. said
0: Spanky, but yeah, that's right. Well, that would
2: have been that would have been correct too, because he he did, and that was that was one of the things he used to go by Spanky. He was the WWE champion for two minutes. That's yep.
0: true. He was. He was. And okay. actually, like, in the record books, he's registered as the, as a WWE champion, which is kind of crazy.
2: Well, it says, like, it's like the scramble with, like, the asterisk beside it, but still. Yeah. They held
0: yeah. tag belts for a long time, him and Paul London.
2: Oh, yeah, dude. Him and Paul London, dude. Funny. Underrated
0: uh, tag team. Underrated. Also, the uh, bashams They had great fucking matches together. You
2: know what ha- Do you know what? Ha- why they got, like, what happened? Paul London got fired because during that whole angle where Vince McMahon, like, went to get blown up in the limo, everyone was supposed to look serious, and Paul London and him are just, just fucking like,
0: giggling. Mad- yeah they
2: are straight up like corpsing just
0: giggling oh yeah no
2: the mystic man was like fuck, you. like that's bullshit is it back to me already
0: yeah, it sure. is back to you already sir okay
2: what's the, hey what's the score before before we continue yeah. rounds what's the score Let's
0: see who we're looking
2: at I'm, I'm trying really hard here
0: um I'm gonna I, I know that I missed a few I'm gonna say we're all at five Okay, I feel, like that's, I feel like that is about right. I, I feel like we all are about All right, we're all here. even at
2: five here. Let's try to, let's try to remember that.
0: Even at five. All right, I think I got a good one for you, for you boys. I was the, one of the most hyped young guys coming from WCW. I failed horribly in the WWE, but made a huge name for myself in Mexico.
2: Oh. Jesse. Mark Jindrak. Yep, 100%. Mark Jindrak? Holy fuck, that's a fuck.
0: Dude, like Dude, he was in soap operas there and movies of, there. Yeah, listen, right? That was actually my initial. That was my going to be my initial clue. Like I was an original member of Evolution, but you never saw me on TV in the group. Like that would have. But I felt like we've all recently just watched that like Ruthless Aggression series, and that was like a whole episode about him. Um, but yeah, what he
1: down there is it like Marcus Colion or something?
0: Like- yeah, I'm not sure, but he became like a mega star, like on TV shows, movies. Like he was massive down there so it is kind of crazy how the wwe like shits on him in that show where they're like oh the poor guy never amounted to anything it's like dude he made a killing in mexico like (laughs) a killing like what the fuck are you talking about but yeah he was on uh he was
1: on keeping it 100 not that long ago and talking about that whole thing it was one of those deals where you're like god damn i didn't know that he had done all that until i listened to that podcast i had absolutely no idea yeah
0: yeah jesse baker you're up man what you got for us
1: Blank blank double blank 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 double blank
0: blank double blank. Ha ha J E double F J A double R E
2: double T. Uh, uh, There There we go.
0: (laughs) Jeff Jarrett. I'll take the win on that one. Wex bottoms up, baby. That is exactly it. Just hits different when you have to, doesn't it?
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I got you one. This might be kind of obscure. He was in an Italian-based tag team for three different companies, the Baldies, the Mamalooks, and the FBI.
0: Tony Mamaluke.
2: Nope. Big Vito. There we go. Big Vito. I was going to say, my nice. next one is going to be four-month undefeated streak in address, dress, but... So,
1: Mama Luke was also in... Mama yeah, Luke was, was, was actually like, in four different companies. Yeah. Uh, if you include Impact.
0: Yeah. But. Oh, well, yeah, early TNA. I forgot that he was in there, but yeah, he did. I yeah. remember him at the fairgrounds a couple of times, yeah. He also came back for that whole uh,
1: Hardcore Justice EV 2.0 absolute bullshit that they did there for... <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Hmm, okay. So,
1: this, I, that it's, uh, this is... This is, according to my count... I think I think we're at ten each here, right?
0: Am I wrong? Oh, I'm that? sure we are. To be completely honest with you guys, like I've done this format so many times that I, I didn't even make a list. I'm just coming up with shit off the top of my head at this oh, point. Yeah. Like I, because I mean that's it's way more fun for me this way, and I do have another one for you boys. Let's okay? go. Okay. All right. I am the most decorated tag team champion by partners in the '90s in the WWF. In the '90s. Mm-hmm.
2: Either po- so, it's just one specific person or a whole one team, one
0: specific person
2: of a team, though. Okay, uh, Sean not Sean Wallen, Nope. Bret Hart, no, Owen Hart, yes, I knew it was one of the hearts because goddamn it, they were in the 90s,
0: in the 90s specifically, no one had more s- separate tag partners and tag team championship titles than Owen Hart.
2: Didn't Owen Hart I even didn't... win it with Coco B. Ware? Oh, one yeah. partner, he tagged with him 1991
0: so 91 My is Coco Beware back. he also had one with Yokozuna one with British Bulldog and one with Jim the Anvil that's four in a ten year span with different partners like, all tag like, team champions
2: that's sort of like Booker T he had like a bunch of different tag team with a bunch of different fucking don't partners don't fuck too.
0: me up fam don't fuck me up okay don't, don't <laughs> be out here shouting out other wrestlers <laughs> okay, okay 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 take <laughs> your shit off the list dude <laughs> Jesse Baker You, I know you got something off the dome. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Ooh.
2: Oh. Tommy Dreamer. There we go. I love it. I love it. Wex. Okay, baby. This wrestler originally uh, had a gimmick where he was controlled by an unknown person, and then had a weird bullshit poetry thing. Ooh. Bray Wyatt. <laughs> no, I, mean, I don't want to go for the obvious things. If I say the one obvious one, it'll be too easy. So I just want to go with his the less obvious one. Starting off.
0: Um. <sighs> By the way, Bray Wyatt was not a real guest. I was just shitting yeah. on how they yeah. book him. Yeah.
2: Um... But yeah, he remember he, had, he he had a poetry gimmick where he was like, and he would go to the crowd and do poetry with them, like read his poetry. Oh,
0: I think I know who this is.
2: Go if you got it. Go go for it.
0: The genius?
1: No. All right, let me give you all another I one. I guess Snitsky and I guess Ron. That's all I know.
2: Okay. A, there was a gimmick pitch to him where he was going to be a cryogenically frozen Nazi that came back from the dead. And Paul Heyman was going to manage him as his as his Jewish manager that you know unfroze him. Well, I don't know if I one. ever even fucking heard about this. Oh. Okay, well, I'll go with the obvious one. He was in the Legion of Doom 2.0 bullshit. I am not-
0: Oh, Hyden Reich.
2: Okay, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. All
2: right. That was gonna be that was yeah. the obvious one, but like
1: I figured the obvious one with Hyden Reich is when he fucking jacked Michael Cole off in the back
0: room or whatever.
2: Yeah. Oh my oh god. My god. <laughs> 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 oh shit. Oh god, I forgot. I completely forgot. But Dude, now
0: straight up took his V yeah. card on live TV. Yeah,
2: but the frozen Nazi thing. you never, you never heard that story? No.
0: no, no, I've never heard that story. I've yeah, never then,
2: heard, oh, actually, I think I actually I think it was
0: on Vincent like a Heyman like, a, a like meet and greet like type thing, right? Where he talked about it.
2: Yeah, and then ha- and then Vince McMahon like left the meeting. and Apparently, was just like, "What the fuck?" And then I guess Haydn shortly left the company after that because he thought it was fucking crazy. Oh well, here we go, boys. I'm already one down. All
0: right, I'm, I'm one up
2: for the work next, one I miss, next one, I miss. I gotta shout out
0: back. KG Cass. Yeah, here we go. All right, so. During the American Badass era, one of uh, the Undertaker's taglines was, I'll make you famous, especially in the very beginning. Who was the first wrestler that he quote-unquote made famous with that line?
2: Yeah, I got it. Maybe? Jeff Hardy?
0: No, it's not Jeff Hardy. That's
2: just the one I remember. That was
0: also going to be my guess because one of my favorite matches on earth. I mean, if you talk about like actually getting someone over and literally making them famous, yes, it is Jeff Hardy, but he used the line... Be careful, boy, I'll make you famous. That And that became a tagline because of this specific Raw match.
2: Ooh. It's not Maven, is it?
0: <laughs> it's fucking Maven. It is <laughs> fucking Maven.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: That's why I love this game so much.
2: <laughs>
0: cheers, boys. Cheers.
2: <laughs> fucking A. God damn. Okay. Jesse, what you got?
1: I wanted somebody to call my mama all the time. Oh, God. Brotus Clay. Nope. Not the one I'm looking for. Although, that's a fair guess, so we won't count that against you.
2: Ernest, Ernest, uh, Cat. There we what's go. The, you what's his last go. name? You gotta say it. You're on the right track. I know. I'm trying to think. I can't think of his name right now. Come on, man. Ernest the Cat. This is the Ayatollah, dude. He's in the wrestler.
0: I'm fucking taking this. It's Ernest the Cat Miller.
2: Miller. <laughs> God damn it. I just I forgot the last name. Son of a bitch. But you know <laughs> I knew who it was. I'll still drink it. I'll finish this one.
0: There you go. Top it off, baby. Top it off, boy.
2: Sucks
1: for you, you gotta drink, bro. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. What a te- what a terrible, terrible <laughs> disciplinary action there. Terrible consequence of your dumbness right. is just killing more brain cells.
2: I was uh possibly The hairiest wrestler in the WWF in the Attitude era.
0: In the Attitude era, Mm. Matt
2: Bloom. I'll I'll accept that answer.
0: Okay. I was looking for. He fucking. He's straight up. I was looking for Prince Prince her like Babe Ruth, and just walked off. He straight up was like Matt Bloom and just turned his happy ass around and walked off, probably to get another damn beer.
2: Maybe. Yeah, I'll take that. That's that's fair.
0: That's fair. Matt Bloom. Yeah, I immediately wanted to say George. My alarm was going off. Oh no! That's I, not
2: said, I was I was gonna i was looking for Prince Albert or A Train.
1: Well, his name is goddamn motherfucking Matt Bloom. That's,
0: that's a that's fair. That's his actual birth given name.
1: Or Lord he's, Tensai. He's,
0: he's Catholic, so he's got that many first names. Or,
1: or whatever his name was when he tag team with Brodus Clay, which I can't remember what it was. It was like it's
2: Lord or Tensai. Or it was Sweet Tea. Sweet after Tea. Tensai. Sweet T and the but Funky Bun. And- because remember he had Sakamoto, this Japanese guy who he would just beat the shit out of for no reason every week? I remember yeah.
1: Tensai, I'm just talking about that tag team, and for yeah. some reason I thought it was Funky T. I think it's because I just watched
0: man, Wrestle Kingdom. Man, dude, how, okay, so like they pushed, the, I don't I don't know if you guys really remember it, but like the vignettes for Tensai were dope. Yeah, and then they, when he came out, when everybody, like, you could literally hear the crowd go, oh when they realized it was like Albert. We were like, yeah. what the fuck, man? But like, just, it's he, not exactly like... He had a
2: good run in Japan right before that, and, like, that's oh, kind no. of... Oh, no,
0: he's great, by the way.
2: Uh, but it didn't work. He's it's one of exactly like trying to man,
1: get yeah. Samoan to look Japanese in the Yokozuna fashion. This fucking white guy that they're past- making to look Japanese, which yeah. makes no
0: fucking yeah, It was not, not, not smart. I mean, I guess, I mean, I listen, I understand that they did it because he had gotten his biggest amount of fame definitely came in his Japan run. But still, it was like – it's not – like, he was on TV so long as Prince Albert and then TNA and, like, that whole thing. Like, he was an X Factor, too, with, with yeah. Xbox that nobody fucking remembers. <laughs> like, like Justin...
2: Uncle Cracker. And, yeah, <laughs> the, like – With the X Factor. All
0: right. I got one for you, boys. All
2: right. I
0: was WCW's Walmart version of The Ultimate Warrior.
2: What was his name? God damn it. Uh Oh, no. The Renegade. It's... The Renegade.
0: Wait, did you say it already, Jesse? You did freeze for a minute. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like I can see him like uh, saying it, and I saw your frozen face. Like,
2: uh, I saw your
0: frozen face excited to say "renegade," but yes, it was the I renegade. My bitch. next, my next, my next clue was going to be I'm Arn Anderson's least favorite opponent. Yes, <laughs>
1: like, absolutely. Which is funny because it's like one of the only things he'll talk about not being proud of.
0: Oh, shout out Double A, man! God, yeah. I love you so much. I will never We're miss safe. an episode of your show. It's amazing. Put the spine to the pine, goddamn it! Toot, toot.
1: All right. So, as opposed to the one that wanted to call his mama, instead, I had my mama call when I couldn't make work. Daniel.
0: Buff Bagwell.
1: There we go. Buffs the stuff.
0: <laughs> Mar- uh, Marcus, guys. Marcus. <laughs> and don't forget, he's not all about those gays.
2: Yeah. Oh, he's yeah, got TNA.
0: Good Lord, man.
2: Cowboysforangels.com.
0: Oh, my God. What a trash human being. Oh, we're doing shots now? Good Lord! Uh, Good Lord, son!
2: I'm drinking beer, I?
0: Moving into the full hour, baby boy. I had a stressful afternoon. Yeah, you did. You did. Poor Jesse. I worry about your, your kind little heart sometimes. That's uh, okay. <laughs> Wex, what do you
2: got for us, man? Hmm. All right. I got you one. We're going to go a little obscure, uh... And since we're since we're all from Tennessee, I can do this one. Uh, he was known before his WWE run as the Dirty White Boy. Jesse?
0: Tony Anthony, T.L. Hopper.
2: There we go. T.L. Hopper, the plumber.
0: See, we're learning something new every day, boys. We're learning something new every day. You didn't know that one? Boys and all three girls that listen to this podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, though. Appreciate it.
0: Smoking
2: Mouth it. It. wrestling, which, is, which was WWE affiliate, like, their developmental in the 90s pretty much. So that was basically yeah. WWE. You can, try,
0: you can try to squeeze it in if you want to. You can, you, can, you know, oh, that's basically, a, yeah, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> Next guy on the list here. This is, okay. When I made my debut, they called me dashing. Wex. Cody Rhodes? Yeah, it's Cody Rhodes. I, see, um, I like, I couldn't uh, think of a really good one to get there where it would be, like, questionable. I had, like, because so, it's, like, dashing was a good one. But I wanted to say, like, I, what I should have said is I was the only wrestler in WWE to wear a completely clear mask. Yeah.
1: That, that, could that, that would probably be more fitting because I'm pretty sure when he debuted, he was not dashing yet. I don't think dashing happened until a little bit into his, uh, into his run. I think he had about a year on the main roster before the, the whole dashing deal went down because he had that Legacy run with Ted DiBiase Jr. He was
0: before Legacy, though.
1: Was he? Yes,
0: yeah. 100%. I thought he was dashing so. Cody Rhodes before, before. I was
1: engaged during that time. I wasn't fucking able to concentrate. I, <laughs> I was forced to watch the OC and shit. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, God. On. oh Thank, thank, thank God. Thank God you dodged that bullet, bro. Yeah, she's married to a doctor now in Florida. It's great. Uh, I think mine will be, I am one half of arguably the most dominant, powerful tag team of all time, and probably the only wrestler to ever popularize the word, well, Daniel. Hawk. There.
0: Wham. Michael Hegstrand.
1: Goddamn
2: right.
0: Rest in peace, buddy.
2: All right, uh. This wrestler, during his first WWF run, uh, he was the boy toy of PMS. Meat? We'll, we'll, we'll accept meat. That'll, that'll go. Meat or, his, or his, uh, his other gimmick that he went Sean by. was Stasiak? Yes. And, I, I was gonna, and uh, the other one, you know, his dad, I'm th- pretty sure his dad was a Hall of Famer, and they wanted him to be as good as his dad. And it just, yeah, it was Stan Stasiak. Yeah, Stan Stasiak. So.
0: Stan Stasiak's an old throwback, though. Like, he's yeah. like... I was
2: going to say his Bruno dad knows. was a Hall of Famer. That was going to be my next one, but yeah. Meat. Yeah, Sean's, Sean's a
1: fucking chiropractor now. He is? hmm And he was a shitty wrestler, and everybody hated him because he used to take people backstage without their consent.
0: What? Wait, what?
1: Dead serious. He he was filming people backstage without their consent.
0: And oh, he, I thought you said take people. Take, like you just brought fans backstage, take. like kicking and screaming. That's what I'm imagining. <laughs> tape with a P. Okay.
2: Oh, yeah, because back in the day, he actually was taping them.
0: Oh, gross. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Gross. Okay, next, next one on the list here. My Hall of Fame father sadly passed away in 2020.
2: Because a lot of people did. Fuck, who?
0: Yeah, there are a lot of people that have Hall of Fame. Of with kids. That are also. Are the
1: kids in Hall of Fame too?
0: No the rock yep there we go that see i was like that's gonna be a good one i was like it's an obvious like mega, mega star name that i had to like think of something super obscure it'd be hard to get yes the rock well i am kind of a hall of famer as a part of a
1: group and my hall of fame father also passed away in 2020 And I'm a backstage guy. Daniel? Tully Blanchard? No.
0: No guesses? Nah, I don't know. Give me some more. Give me another line, yeah.
1: All of my brothers and I were all in the business. Some of whom were referees. Some of whom were wrestlers. One of whom was Daniel?
0: Road dog Jesse James. Boom.
2: Oh, Bullet Bob. Well done. That is how you
0: format a question, Jesse Baker. Well done. Well
2: done. <laughs> I was sitting there thinking, I was like, I could
0: just do the intro, but
2: it's...
1: And I've already done that a couple of times, and I'm really not sure what my volume situation is, so...
2: Yeah. Alright, we're gonna... Um, I kinda wanna sing a song, but nah, I'm not, I'm not gonna go to... That that place yet? Oh, get, please,
0: uh, God. please God, please! You cannot tease people going? like that. Now you have to sing the song all right because you can't. I mean, you can't tease the listeners. And be like, well,
2: it's gonna be so easy. You are gonna get it instantly, so you better be ready. Okay. Sure, right? All right. No. Days. He's a man. Oh, oh yeah, I'm just whatever to
0: get you to sing. It was <laughs> worth it. 100 worth it. Yeah, I have to continue though. That's the
1: caveat.
2: He's yeah. a real, a real man's man. <laughs> I love the vibrato. It's nice. It's a nice touch. <laughs>
1: dude, that video was the fucking jam,
2: dude. Him oh, squeezing so good. oranges and shit. Oh, yeah. It was, so. just, it was great. And I love that match he had with Daniel Bryan. Like, and then yeah, Daniel and Bryan. Made midway, him, yeah. He got him midway down the entrance to play the Real Man's Man theme. Dude, oh, I remember so. buying the, like, back on iTunes forever ago. I got a gift card, and it was like the Attitude Anthology of theme songs. And I had it on my old iPod. And I used to jam Real Man's Man when I skated. Like...
0: You used to jam real man's man. Yeah,
2: He's a man. I'd be skating just like,
1: yeah. So speaking of all that, I actually just recently been reading Daniel Bryan's book and he tells a really great story. Uh, Ezekiel Jackson, I guess, at one point when Daniel Bryan was in NXT when they did the stupid little fucking trial bullshit that they did on that first season. Ezekiel Jackson walks up to him while they're waiting in an airport to get on an airplane and asks which of these people has an aisle seat. And Daniel Bryan says, I do. And he says, not anymore. And Daniel Bryan, knowing what's going on, says he's at a table with the other eight rookies and William Regal. Daniel Bryan says, what do you mean? And he says, you're giving me that aisle seat and I'm taking it. And he said, nope, you're not, actually. And if you had asked me nicely, I would have been happy to give it to you. But because you were a dick about it, I am not going to do that. And I'm going to find somebody else to give it to. And Ezekiel Jackson tried to fucking bow up on Daniel Bryan and William Regal looked at him and says, do you know who this man is? This guy's like a son to me, and he has more talent in his little finger than you have in your whole body. And then Ezekiel <laughs> Jackson walked the fuck away, and shortly thereafter was no longer to be seen ever again in the business. Yeah. No, uh, he
2: made a brief a brief <sighs> resurgence yeah. on Lucha Underground, and he then did. they hit, like, a cigar out in his eye. And then he was never seen again.
1: Ezekiel Jackson and Moose should just be, like, the world's deadest tag team.
0: Oh, no, I was going to say Ezekiel Jackson and Moose managed by fucking Monty Brown.
1: I love Monty Brown. I can't. Don't it's you like.
0: Put, it's like. It's like the Wish version of fucking the Hurt business, right there. <laughs> the, <puts it laughs> <out> there. <laughs> <laughs> the Wish version of the Hurt business.
2: That's great. Oh, Straight God. up,
0: bro. Straight up.
2: The great value version. <laughs>
0: the great value version. Exactly. Exactly. The Sam's choice, if you will. We can keep this going all fucking day. All right. Let's let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Next one on the list. All right. I was in a. Very successful tag team and became an executive at two different companies. It's not that many. Don't look at me crazy.
1: I feel like, <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of
0: people. Very successful tag team and has it's been an executive two
2: brothers, at two uh,
0: companies, uh, yes. Keep Johnny in mind, Ace. we're only... What was it? R. Johnny Anderson. Yes, it's Johnny Ace. It's Johnny Ace, nailed though. it right off the bat. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's, if you just think about the question, it's not that difficult. Well, he's executive. He's kind
1: of been a powerful executive at three different companies, but...
0: Mm. Well, yeah, but well, we're, we're trying to keep it within WWE, WCW, ECW. <sighs> yeah. Well,
1: most people know that motherfucker from goddamn New Japan is all I know.
0: Yeah, I know, I know,
1: I
2: know. I, dude, I literally, my dumbass only realized this like six months ago, that the Ace Crusher was invented by Johnny Eight. I was just like, yeah. how did I fucking not...
0: Yeah, like, I mean, and that's the thing too, I- like...
2: Elf. That motherfucker. He, somebody else showed him that shit. He just fucking named oh, it. Oh, it's
0: a Japanese move, straight up.
2: Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the, the,
0: the name of the guy, but he was he was in the eighties. He was doing it like every I mean, cool like,
2: wrestling move is Japanese or mex or a Mexican move, like one of the two. It's like all, those, all cool moves are but from there.
0: Yeah. Those dynamite kid matches, like around that era, there was a guy in. I think that was all Japan doing, like essentially the Ace Crusher.
1: I'm not gonna lie at all. My the next person on my list, you just named, so I have to think a little bit. <laughs> um oh, I got one. This is this is probably gonna be a little bit of a reach.
2: Okay. okay. Okay.
1: I got the bolts holding my broken neck in place, shook to shit by the previous guy's partner in Philadelphia. Shane Douglas is who shook the
0: Oh, shook is he an bricks. actual
2: wrestler? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's got to be ECW, but Philadelphia, Shane Douglas, but fuck, who who did he Before the halo. I remember someone wearing a halo. Shane Douglas oh.
0: grabbed it and shook the shit out of it.
2: Oh, you already said that person, so... Uh,
0: taboo?
2: No, we've already said, no, we already said that. Yeah. And we already did Tommy Dreamer, who I was going to say, because I remember him wearing a fucking neck brace at one point. Uh, RVD? Nope.
0: All right, give us. All right, you're gonna have to give us another one. We both we both got like two wrong
1: answers. I'm also one half of a tag team that were we were identified by numbers.
0: Pitbull, pitbull one, pitbull two. It was pitbull two, wasn't it? It was one. It was Gary Anthony. All right, well we got it wrong. So now we got you got finally we get another fucking three count here.
1: All right, uh, You know, I'll tell you what, just because it was so
0: goddamn obscure, I will join. All right, let's take a drink. Let's keep All on right. drinking, boys. You caught me
1: off guard because literally Dynamite Kid was absolutely my next thing. And <laughs> right when he said it, I was like, shit.
2: All right. Uh, I made my WCW debut as a tag team with AJ Styles in a losing effort.
1: Air Paris.
0: Yeah. Air <laughs> Paris. Yeah. Yeah, I knew I knew that one too. I knew that one too. Yeah. Definitely Air Paris. Another one for Jesse though for sure. Nice win. Nice dub there, Jesse. I it's not like we didn't all know that. Started my career by getting the absolute hell beat out of me and somehow magically winning all the time. Zach Gallon. <laughs> No, no. Eugene. No.
1: You're gonna have to give us a second clue. I
0: think I won the tag team championships with Mick Foley.
2: Hmm. So I was gonna say Mick Foley made a career getting the shit beat out of him, but that's not him. Uh Terry Funk. Mm-mm. What? Because But he, that, He's not. Yeah, he's too old. That wouldn't be who that was. Because we're doing like. I mean, he was there in the. Interview. Come on, y'all. Mick, hold hold on. No, wait. Hold on. I'm trying to think. Of Steve Austin. No. Those are my three guesses. I don't know. I got. Them. I'm done. One more. Give us, give us. another clue. That's only two so far.
0: I have gone on to train several massive
2: wrestlers. And we are. I already said Matt Bloom. That's mm-hmm. not it. Uh, I used him earlier. Uh. Are
0: so y'all tapping out here?
1: I'm going to feel so fucking dumb. Uh, no, Tapping
2: not out. yet. Not yet, not yet. Hold on. Tap! Ask him, Ralph. No, Ask uh, him. Uh, what what air is in this? And we're still going just... Is this I'm not giving
0: a- you anymore. I've given you three leads. Uh, he you got? Sk- he's,
2: he's,
1: he's giving us enough. We just, we're failing here.
2: McFoley? And you didn't say which iteration of Mikey it was just Mick It's just McFoley. It's fucking
0: Mikey Whipwreck. God damn it. Mikey
2: whipwreck. God damn it. <laughs> I'm, I'm counting that
0: counting. as a loss for you guys. No, I'm counting the three for both of you. He got it oh, because yeah, yeah, Jesse yeah. had already given up. I feel so you. here we go. you all ready? Three guesses in. One, two, three. Ring the bell. That's totally fair. It was what
1: on on. yeah, no, I get
0: Yeah, no, I get that for sure.
1: I have run out of my list. I am got it. I'm a manager, I've never been anything but a manager, but I'm very character-oriented and never been replicated. Daniel?
0: James Mitchell? God damn it. Well,
2: that's fuck. what I was, because we, god damn it, as soon as you said that, I thought about you talking about James Mitchell on the old TNA review we did, and that's kind that's, of exactly what you said. I feel so. like at this point
0: it's just because we know each other too well. Yeah. Like, yeah that's, I hard. think that's what it is. Like, cause I, I feel like listeners are like, what the fuck? We might be lacking yeah. entertainment at that point, but. Yeah, sorry about that. Sorry about that. I shouldn't have just shit on you. Wex, give it to us, man.
2: Okay. This wrestler was a part of two different random factions in the 90s. One dead fucking serious and the other one like a complete joke. In the Attitude Era. Jesse? Kurgan? Boom! There we go. Nice. I can't believe he got that. Like, that's such a rant, like... That's good. Yeah. That's that's I pretty fucking not. good. I was a big
1: oddities guy, bro. The Truth Commission
2: fucking... <laughs> that's not I. something you hear every day, guys. Actually, y'all, my first introduction to Kurgan was right here in this game. God WWF God Attitude. Right. By I have playing a se- my sealed copy, but I have a playable copy too. But this for N64, because I didn't have cable. This is like... How an like, underrated
0: but, game. The career mode was pretty pretty decent. Like
2: it's just it was just really hard to do finishers. But yeah, this is my this was like how what I knew about wrestling because I didn't have cable yeah. until SmackDown came out. Yeah. My I would randomly get to watch Raw here or there. But dude, it was all about WWF Attitude. I'm telling you, dude. Well, attitude my, is a shit, dude. Whoa, you guys want to see something really fucked up? The back. Cover it has D.Lo Brown versus Draws as a matchup.
0: Oh my god, (laughs) yeah. Okay, I need you to take a picture of that and send it to me. We will definitely be sharing that on our uh, Instagram at kbabe.com pre paralysis, of course. (laughs) Damn,
2: (laughs) that's
0: crazy. That's Christ. (laughs) (laughs) What are we doing? What are we doing here, boys? Okay, all right, are you ready? Mm -hmm. Okay. The only title I ever quote-unquote won in WWE, I won in Rio de Janeiro.
2: Pat Patterson. Oh, Pat. Yeah,
0: yeah Jesse. That's, but it's like everybody knows everything about Pat. It's like I didn't know what else to say. That was well, going to be kind of that's absurd. Kate, bait.
2: You didn't actually win it in Rio I know.
0: That's why I said quote-unquote won. <laughs> the minute you say Rio, yeah. it,
1: that's, you know, it's... That's just
2: giving us an excuse to drink. Love the, uh...
1: I have been the intercontinental champion two times in my career, and I have a great promo, and I'm very loud.
0: Daniel, Biggie, goddamn right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. That's and that's just that's literally because of the promo that you sent us, that Wex sent us in the in our chat, like. Because I was like, I had forgotten that he won it, but when he was like twice, by the way, twice. <laughs> like, <laughs> if if anybody has not seen the
1: promo, that oh god. Championship dude, that, like shit is that is so gone. good. It's the best thing that's happened on WWE television in... By the way,
0: I want to go ahead and pre-order, like pre-reserve, one of those condos that's going to be built on Sami Zayn's ass. I just I really that's, want that.
2: Living just, in a butt condo. The reason why it was so good is because it wasn't on WWE television, and it was unscripted. <laughs> it was like a little backstage, like... Oh,
0: dude, that guy's an absolute... It's gym. like a little
2: like an after segment that was like internet only. That's the only reason it was so good, because someone didn't give him a script he got to go out there and fucking be himself. Like, imagine if they, like... If dude, imagine. If like, Big E was in AEW, he can just <laughs> like, be himself? Dude, it kind of brings,
1: it, it brings us back to something that we brought up before, which was, you know, what is the next just absolute baby? Yeah, thing? massive baby face, yeah. We talked about Big E as a contender, and then it's funny because we talked about that, trying to figure out who might be the next person. Lo and behold, Legends Night they fucking roll out Goldberg on the goddamn dolly and put him up to challenge McIntyre or whatever, like anyone could
0: possibly care about that. I mean, it,
1: it, there's no way in the world that that's going to be a great match.
2: No, dude, absolutely no that, possible
0: way. And I have that, a really bad fear that they're going to put him over. Dude, I have a really bad fear that they're going to put him over.
2: Dude, they have, I, they've done it the past two times. He comes in, he did it to Bray Wyatt, and he did it to Kevin Owens. Like, fuck that shit. So like, I feel like I
1: feel like they're going to put him oh, over. He's going to go into Mania with the strap and lose. And then the the Royal Rumble winner is going to be the SmackDown guy instead. It, you know what I mean? I hope oh, so. Oh,
0: wait, wait, wait. So who face? Okay. All right, let's just fantasy book this a little bit. So let's say, okay, let's say that okay. All right, Jesse, all right. Okay. Let's uh let's say that we uh <laughs> let's say that we have Goldberg as our champion going into Mania.
2: Please, God, no, but okay.
0: Okay. Okay, Wex, okay. All right, so let's say we have him as the champion. So does the Royal Rumble winner challenge him, or does he challenge Roman Reigns?
1: Oh, no, the Royal Rumble winner challenges Goldberg.
0: Okay, so who who does Roman Reigns face, then? Because we all... Sadly, you know, it's it's definitely... It, Owens is not winning the title at
1: It would be Big E, but I don't think that's what they're going to do. I think that... <laughs>
2: Um, <laughs> that fell out of the Goldberg head. I don't
1: know. I mean, it, 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 it's a telling who they'll put up against Reigns. I think, but I think the Royal Rumble, whoever wins the Royal Rumble, I believe is going to be the person to
0: challenge Roman Reigns.
1: I don't know exactly who that's going to be, but my odds-on favorite right now, Daniel Bryan. So,
0: so, okay, so, so okay, so okay, Jesse. Okay, so so what if what if we get to. Then who does Goldberg face? Is it just Drew McIntyre getting a rematch, and then Drew McIntyre wins the title again at the next Mania?
1: No, dude, it's not a fucking have... Undertaker.
2: Oh, Jesus, God. Oh, dude, F- shut the fuck up. Okay. Y'all hate it just... on <laughs> Cena. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd
0: be okay with that. I, would, I would actually be I would completely be totally fine, with, be that. Totally fine with that. Please. Please come back. Please come back, White Jesus, and bring us like some kind of baby face for even if it's just for like just just you know what? Come back, beat Goldberg, send him on his way, and just stay until summer. Cause that's when you're gonna start shooting all your movies anyway. Let's just just okay. stay until summer. Just keep it from mania all the way through SummerSlam. Just that's so, all no, I, need.
1: I think it's gonna be as different than who I uh, who I think they may roll with. I think it might be Edge. Be
0: oh okay yeah. Too. Oh, like spear versus spear? Yep. Yeah, good. that that makes sense. Okay, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I can make peace with that at least. But yeah, I also okay with I,
2: Edge as long as long as he came as long as long as Edge wins and comes and does like a full run where he actually defends the belt and Oh yeah. no, Edge is, I mean, Edge just got hurt. He was supposed to.
0: He wanted to be full time. He didn't want to. Like, I mean, I don't know if you guys watched that. Like, e60 or I guess it's not e60 because it's not ESPN. <laughs> but like uh, those those profiles. Twenty four. Oh, 24. 24. Yeah, twenty four. Like uh, the twenty four on... like he he was, he Rumble was. I mean, the the world was still open. So yeah. he thought it was just gonna be like normal, like every every. He was going to be full time. Like he wanted to have three or four years full time, just running, like. I mean, he was I, in
2: great shape, best shape yeah, he's been in his career, dude,
0: in his entire career for sure. I, th- I, I honestly, I know this sounds crazy, but I honestly think that if he does come back at Mania and has a run and can stay, can stay healthy, it will be some of the best work that he, of his career.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I mean, he's proven
1: that he's capable of doing that at this point in time, and I, I mean, it's natural for him to come back at the Rumble. He's been, I mean, it's a, it's about the right amount of time for the injury. It's also, I mean, Mania is about the right amount of time for Rollins to.
2: AEW, oh. yeah. WWE needs some star power right now too. Yeah, especially we definitely all the bullshit they're going through. And we're talking
1: about Rollins, they can't bring Rollins back as a heel though. Yeah, yeah. Now and sure they can.
2: Then now, especially talking we'll about bring that, it. bringing back as a heel, and AEW or the Dark Order going to be babyfaces now? Like, is it just inevitable? No. Is it just I like? Think so. I think, think they'll think, find. I think
0: they'll find a way. To they'll find a way.
2: Take it back, okay. And, but speaking of, we're of that and we're talking about the the new biggest babyface. Eventually, because when we were, I was watching it last week, Jr. When uh, John Silver was going crazy, he just said, "This boy is a white meat baby face." Like I could see him breaking away from the group because he's just like that underdog, like
0: yeah, like,
2: like a Daniel Bryan type type deal. And he's fucking clearly he can go in the ring. I feel
0: like Silver versus Pac with with Silver being dude, the white that that face would be, would be sick.
2: Dude, Silver versus Pac would be so good because of, like. Silver and fucking Omega. Oh yeah, Silver Omega. And Omega. I want to see Silver and Marco stunt one on one. That would be a good one because he could be he could like do every power move on Marco stunt. Like they're the same height, but he's like two Marco stunts. Yeah, up. Right. Yeah, that would be fucking sick.
0: Straight up, straight Did up. Do we only
2: get back to the the rounds? Yeah. Let's get, let, You know what?
0: Let's do one more round, and then I do want to touch on Wrestle Kingdom before we get out of here. But let's do one more round. Who? who where, where? Where are we off at? Of? I think Wes is next. All right, Wes, you're up.
2: Okay. Uh. Okay. I am a two-time WWF Tag Team Champion and a one-time Light Heavyweight Champion. Brian Christopher. No.
0: Uh. Three.
2: X Pac? No. He was more multiple time tag team champion, more than two. With multiple partners. He was, yeah. This person I'm talking about only ever had one partner. No, no, actually two partners. Never mind. One was with one partner, same team, but he held it with two different partners from the same team. That'll help give you a clue.
0: Two different partners from the same team, and he was a light heavyweight champion too. Yep. Jesus, this is like the hardest question of the night.
2: And one was the WWF ta- or like you know how they had like the World Tag Team Championships, and then the WWE Tag Team. He held one on one was a, that, and one was the other one. But we're so talking still- brand split shit. So, yeah, so at this so point, it- is
0: it it's the Cruiserweight Championship then?
2: No, 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 no. The he he originally held the WWF Light Heavyweight Championship. Oh, I WWE, see what and then after the brand split. He held it on. He held it on. You know, whenever they made the second titles, he was tag team champions again. Same Shane Helms? What? Shane Helms? No, not Shane Spike Helms. Spike Dudley. No, close. Honestly, uh, kind of close, but not Spike Dudley. Shannon, I'm, Moore. Tapp- I'm
0: tapping out. I'm tapped. I'm tapped out. Yeah,
2: I'm done. Dude. Scotty too Hotty. Scotty he too Hotty,
1: and he held it with Rikishi. How'd you say close after fucking Shane? Or how'd you say close after Spike Tudley Didn't say close after I said Brian fucking Christmas.
2: I don't want to give it away, and he's a sort of similar. <laughs> similar <laughs> because I was lying.
1: <laughs> I'm not doing a three second chug. I'm doing a shot. So fuck you. All right, here we okay, go.
2: That counts. Count us out. Just a drink. All right. That was an excuse. Right. you know. Here we go. Grandmaster Sexay eh? and Rakishi. two different reigns. Two different reigns for and sure. T- same team. They never how come they never did the Freebird rule with them back in the day? They could have pulled that out, but they never did.
0: Ooh. Okay. I got a good one. I am the first luchador that Eric Bischoff poached from ECW. I got it. Psy- it. Psychosis. Damn it. Yes, it's psychosis.
2: <laughs> Look at him. <laughs>
0: The crotch chops and all. Wex is feeling super froggy today. All okay. right, Jesse, close this out for the happy hour, and then we'll talk about some Japanese wrestling.
1: Well, I think West will have one more after me because we started with we started with Daniel, went to me, and went to West third. So it'll be me, and then it'll be West, and then we'll go on. No, we on. started with West. No, no,
2: you you started it. The final round. Oh, the final round. Yeah, we did start with me. I the guess. The final
1: round, we started with West, but all mean, right, well, fuck it. Yeah, that's fine. The first round, start, we started with you, so it's so. all
0: right. All right.
1: Even Steven, right? Uh, I used to go by a... Damn. Can't start with it. Can't leave with that. Um, (laughs) I love it at this point in the game. This is my favorite part of the show. (laughs) I'll tell you what I was about to say whenever you guys guess this. Uh, My penultimate move was referred to as the money shot. Val Venus. There you go. Oh yeah. I was gonna say <laughs> that I used to go by the name Steel, and then I was like, well, shit, that's like one of his names, so I can't say that. And then I was gonna say He's like the Big Val Boski, one of yeah. one of Superman's alter egos when Superman died, and I'm like, that's too fucking
2: obscure. So. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I love. Did you like? I think I mentioned that before. Did you? Or maybe I mentioned it. Did you know he made a comeback in TNA in like 2010, and his gimmick was he retired from porn and he was just a producer now. Yeah, oh, sure. I no, yeah, I it's didn't, really I good, didn't yeah. know about that until I watched some of the Matt Like, and I was like, dude, that's fucking hilarious. That's- and
0: it was pretty good. Like that people brush. I mean, dude, like I feel like that dude is one of the most underbooked like personalities in the history of the business. Dude, like
2: now he grows weed. He like, owns a, a
0: dispensary
2: and <laughs> sit and like has his own like grow company or whatever. He's yeah. he's, he's like he is hella conspiracy theory though.
0: Oh like, yeah, so, that's true. So, so many wrestlers
2: are hell Everybody's conspiracy theory.
0: Yeah, he's one of those dudes. that like bro. The world is a work.
1: both booked in that IC title picture when the world title didn't actually change hands ever. So they, they were put, like, damn near close to on top for yeah. so long while they were there.
2: Actually, funny, I saw someone posted, like, a picture of, like, Pro Wrestling Illustrated. You know how, like, they used to always have, like, each company in the rankings, like, the champion, then, like, 1 through 10, like, the top rankings? Yeah. They posted that, and Valve, at this point, this was from, like, 90 nine maybe but val venus was the number one ranked and i was like what the fuck i was like how is val venus above the rock stone cold undertaker like
0: i mean dude Morley from bell to bell was in i mean i i will challenge anybody find me a bad like a bad match that's his fault like there there are bad matches out there but like show me something where he's botching he's missing spots like doesn't happen like the dude was really talented and got booked so shitty. Like Ooh. some of those righteous sensor matches are pretty
1: fucking brutal on his part, to be honest. But I think that's just because he wasn't in the he wasn't into the gimmick, you know?
2: Dude, his entrance video is probably one of the best ones of all time. Like oh. hot dogs sliding into the buns, the drills oh going up still and like down. The grill going into the fucking wood. And that, that
0: sexy ass saxophone. I'm still oh, trying to find man. a saxophone player, man. Jesus. Dude. Dude. Dude.
2: dude, dude, you Pete. Dude, Jim Johnson, you got to give him some credit. Back in like the Attitude era, he made some badass themes, and then after the turn of the century, he just started making butt rock. I don't know what happened.
1: No, man, Jim Johnson didn't really fuck up too bad during most of his duration. They started getting a bunch of bands to make butt rock. Like, yeah. Jim Johnson to be honest, really stayed pretty stellar to what he was doing that entire Actually, thing. Yeah,
2: because he made the original Batista theme that didn't have the lyrics, and then, then they got Saliva to do it, and then they went, I want Oh, no, was it, was it Saliva who did it? Yeah. Or, uh, no? It is
0: Saliva. It is yeah. Saliva, for
2: sure. this of danger! What
0: an awful song, by the way. But, I, I okay. hate,
2: I, that's, I it was hate so that Woods med- and Breeze love talking- that
0: song like it, it's genuine too like they genuinely do love that song and i'm like wait i thought it was a rib at first i thought we were just like making fun of how awful it was but like no they're legit hype like they really love that song it's so bad it's what's like what's an on? awful wait, awful, the, awful the, song batista Batista's Batiste, song
2: oh yeah dude dude when it was just a guitar it was good it was like nar, 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 nar. i was like oh that's a cool like wrestler song and then yeah, WWE, yeah, underscore, underscore. yeah. Dude, actually <laughs> on my uh, my Eddie Frills YouTube account, like my fake redneck character. I have a vocal cover of me singing the Batista theme song as oh Eddie. Frills. God, I love that. It's just me in the bathroom with like an American flag bandana and my goatee shade with no shirt going. I walk for miles inside this pit of danger.
1: So we can go ahead and look that up and make sure that it makes it onto this episode of the podcast. Correct?
2: <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. It's legit. We'll, link will be in the description or something. Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll for sure. A hundred percent.
0: All right. Who's next then?
2: Okay. I think I
1: think it's Wes's. Uh, Wes, Wes, Wes got to finish it up, round. bud. We're going to do a final round. All right.
2: Well, if we're going to. um, no, You're the last one total. All right. I'm going to give you one clue. You guys ready?
0: Ready.
1: Rob and Dan.
2: RBD. <laughs> Hey, that's the, that's that's Rob Van Dam. <laughs> <laughs> 420 means I just smoked your ass. I mean, or we could go X Pac because in WWF Attitude, uh, pre-match everybody says a little saying, and he goes, "Your ass is grass, and I'm gonna smoke it." I oh, love it. And he does, and he st- and all the wrestlers, their arms are like this. They go,
1: they have those weird like hands yeah. that are fucking rectangles. Your ass they're
2: is just, grass, and I'm gonna like, smoke it.
1: They're like fins. Yeah. And, yeah, he just X-pop. recently revealed that he was wrestling on Indies while having Hepatitis C and now is cleared of it after spending a whole lot of money on a cure and wants to wrestle again for major companies, even though he admitted to wrestling on Who Indies while – X-Pac.
2: I- oh, yeah. <laughs> He's cured of his Hep C, though. He probably took some Maverick. I helped prescribe that. I don't help prescribe. I help give that out to patients uh, for the homeless. He's
1: cured of now, but what I'm saying is he-, he admitted to wrestling on the Indies while he still had Hep C, though. Well, hey, well it. It, you, you know, mean, shit happens,
2: you know. Sometimes you get a little hepsy, you know. I, I think it was when
1: he tore his asshole open on the fucking turnbuckle. I don't know if you guys know that story or not. Oh, oh, I know that story. Oh, I
0: definitely know that story.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's probably where he got his hep C. It's either that or, uh...
0: oh, you know, the countless needles that he's putting no, in his body def- over the was years.
2: Definitely a dirty needle from China's clit or something. Oh, Jesus
0: (laughs) Christ, boys. All right, that's going to wrap up the Heads Up Happy Hour. I can't think of a better way or a better mental visual to give any other people other than China's gigantic clit and the needle going inside it. So we're just going to move on to the most current event in the wrestling world. Wrestle Kingdom 15 happened this past weekend. God almighty. I don't even know what to say. Jesse, what did you think about uh at least night one? Let's just talk about night one real quick. We'll talk about night two later. I think that absolutely no one's clit dick was as big as Joni Lawyer's. Oh Jesus, why would you say <laughs> this? Why let's just can we <laughs> stop talking about clit dick, please?
1: <laughs> Sorry, right, clit dick.
0: It. Now it's a thing.
1: Night one was great. Obviously we had <laughs> we
0: got Lexi. <Wesley. laughs> uh, he's tickled, brother. You got you got him pink, brother. I uh, <laughs> he's tickled over there. <laughs> it's gone. Uh, so long, case of the giggles.
1: Obviously, we're in edit mode here. Um, oh fuck this! I'm
0: leaving all this shit in. <laughs> dude, oh, yeah, this
1: is hilarious. The uh... dude Okada Osprey was for me. Okada Osprey was
0: the highlight. Of night one. It was really good. It was very good for sure. I think.
2: And, uh, yeah. Also,
1: I love the Parisho Ramble or whatever that they did or whatever they called it. I can't really remember. But the. Yeah. uh I thought the commentary was really great. Normally yeah. even on the English commentary stuff for New Japan. It's a little spotty or whatever. I know they're working with different teams and different folks now. But I, I really enjoyed it. it. It was kind of like. It sounded more like fans. It didn't sound super pro broadcaster. Which I know a lot of people may shit on. But. Honestly, it made me enjoy it more. And I love Rocky Romero. Big talking shop guy. Patreon subscriber. All that stuff. So, I don't know. I loved it. But if I had to sign off on one thing that you have to go fucking watch from night one, 110% I'm absolutely going to say it's Okada and Osprey.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I, I really liked Okada and Osprey too. I thought it was a great match. I thought it was actually... I thought they did a really good job with their pacing. It was, like, one of the more slower-paced Osprey matches that I've seen, and I enjoyed that. Seems like he's kind of, like, matured more. He looks bigger, too. It's a very different kind of vibe that he has now. And Okada is, like... It's weird, because it's almost like I wrote down he's still got it, but he's, like, 33 or something. Like, he's not even, like... Like, it's just insane, because he's been so over for so long. Like um i mean like i feel like okada is their randy orton essentially like that dude is going to be still doing this probably in another 10 years at the same level um so that's i mean you can't you can't knock that at all wex what you got on that
2: but did did y'all those matches were both good but the one match that i thought was really sick was the was pretty sure it was from night one because i kind of mixed kind of watched random matches but the jeff cobb Shingo match for the Never Openweight titles was at was night that, one? I think that was night...
0: Was that night one? I thought that was night two. I think that's night two.
2: Okay, well then we'll save that. Save that. Sorry.
0: Yeah, I mean, I also, I mean, you can't... We can't not talk about Ibushi and Naito, though. I mean, uh, like...
2: Do, uh, how did the... Okay, all I want to say, do Japanese wrestlers have, like, bionic and necks or something? Because Naito and Ibushi... Jesus so it's
0: Christ, dude. It's like,
2: like, how... And Naito always they takes They legit the do train their
0: necks, neck though. Like, and head bumps like in the dojo. They train their necks to take neck bumps straight up. I know they do that. That's Another crazy. weird thing about that
1: whole thing too though is that in if you notice the apron space is larger. Yeah. Because they know they're going to do those apron bumps so they can work the outside of the crowd a little bit. And it was slightly different not to hear the oohs and ahs of the Japanese crowd because they restricted them smartly from doing any verbal reaction to anything or whatever. So Basically, they're only allowed to like clap and whatnot. But it, it, I mean, that was very interesting. You could see everybody working to it, particularly during that Ibushi and Naito match. Um, Ibushi and Naito was great. I think that I would probably be like way, way, way farther up in my rating of Ibushi and Naito had I not watched it the same day that I watched Ibushi and Jay White on night two.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, I get that for sure. I definitely watched them in like sequential order. So for me, I thought Nino did a great job. He's been a, he's been doing. A, I mean, to be carrying those both those titles during this weird ass year, like I mean, you got to give a nod to that guy. And he's not going anywhere. He's still definitely going to be in the main event. So, uh, I mean. I don't know. I think that I, I mean I would say bell to bell Ibushi and Naito was a five star match. If you want to talk about like emotion and psychology, like I don't know if it was quite that high. It was still really good. There was still emotion there, but it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't nearly as good as as night two. And to be completely honest with you guys, like the only thing that really like there was some there was good wrestling. I'm not like knocking the wrestling, but the only thing that really got me on night two was Ibushi and White. But Wex, what did you think about night two?
2: night two like because we're talking about that jeff cobb and shingo yeah. match like yeah. night two was fucking crazy also like that match but like between them like oops sorry about that but dude that like i've seen like jeff cobb go before but like this i mean he was pulling it all out like he just looked so smooth and they were just beating you know they just bait the fuck out of each other you know how these japanese matches go yeah. Those two were both like hosses, basically. Even though, kind of weird that Shingo was in the like the junior heavyweight division when he first came into New Japan, which didn't really make much sense to me because he's a pretty fucking big dude.
0: That happens to a lot of guys, though. But yeah. Where the fuck is Juice Robinson, by the way? Like, is he hurt or something? I, like, feel, like I feel
1: like I read something about either somebody being hurt or sick or some shit. Or no, like, 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 not able to travel or
0: something along
2: those lines. Because he's like, he's he was killing still.
0: Is he? Because I thought I mean he, I know he had been, he's done shows in Japan though, like were, him and him I'm and pretty Finley sure he's living like, in Japan. Like him and Finley were tag champs there for a second, but I think yeah. he's
1: is he doing Ring of Honor stuff too? Maybe I I, I kind of I can't remember. There's some kind
0: of I'm a big fan that, of the juice though. I I really hope to see him on a major major network in the states someday. I remember them mentioning. All of that on
1: commentary, and the reason that he wasn't there because they were talking about the tag straps <laughs> dropping when they were talking about um Desperado and whatever the other guy's name is <laughs> that he's tag champs with against DOD. Yeah. Is it kind it's not Kanamura, it's uh,
0: I'm not sure, man. I, I mean, I literally watch New Japan for Wrestle Kingdom, like, I, I appreciate what they do, it's just there's already so much product to cover. And I am just but a mere mortal with a family and jobs and shit like that, you know. So,
1: I don't have any of that stuff, but I, I, I keep up as much as I can. I, I just I, I made notes, but I kind of forgot most of them. However, that tag team match also was pretty goddamn badass. Yeah. But I will say this. Jeff Cobb, dude, every single time I see that dude walk out to a ring, he is exponentially better. Every time. Yeah. The the first time I ever witnessed him wrestle was uh, that Dojo Bro taping. Yes. Yeah. He's so believable, too. And it was one of those things where you could see him as the smiling Hawaiian, which is what they were calling him at the time. And, like, it was great. But he is now – he's completely evolved every single time he comes out. I, I, I think he has the power to be that white meat baby face that we're talking about, except probably not in the WWE, only because of his height. But with yeah. anything else that he has running, he is more than capable of doing it in an AEW or anywhere else. Like, he can definitely be that dude.
0: Well, I mean, they also did give Otis the uh, money in the bank. So you never know with WWE.
1: They took it away from him, too. They took it away and gave as, it to as well, as they
0: fucking should have because they never should have won in the damn first place. They gave him a crazy. suitcase. They gave him a fucking girlfriend. They took all of it away. Good. He's trash. And now the girlfriend
1: is in a goddamn tag team with Dana Brooke.
0: Yeah, what is that? I, I don't know. They're just. It's gross, is what it is. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're yeah. doing. Sometimes I feel like we don't know what we're doing. But you know what, guys? I know what we're doing next week. I think next week we have a, another special indie spotlight for you guys. Yes, we do. Wex, tell us about the indie spotlight coming up next week.
2: All right, next week we're going to have on. Really cool indie wrestler Alex Kane that me and Jesse have had the pleasure of calling a few of his matches for Revive Pro Wrestling. He wrestles a lot in the southeast area, and we're going to get to know some uh, pretty cool facts and some more information about Mr. Alex Kane. And yeah, this will be pretty cool.
0: I am super excited about that. Jesse, how do you guys know Alex Kane? He is known as the Suplex Assassin
1: from Suplex Island. He is trained at the WWA4 School from A.R. Fox, right alongside several other people that we also know. We got to Wes and I went down, we took a little vacay down to Chattanooga back in October area. Got to see the uh, action wrestling sponsored Scenic City Futures tournament that featured Alex Kane. He was in a three-way with a couple other guys, Nolan Edward and Jack Griffin, who I mean, that match was definitely the match of the show and yeah. if we wanted to compare chance about anybody, the entire crowd was rolling between Nolan Edward and Jack Griffin. Nolan Edward is no flinch or sorry, not Jack Griffin. He was the one that was left out. I think he is the one who got thrown into the wall.
2: Yes, he got lawn darted into the wall, but yeah. Oh, goodness gracious.
1: It was the best spot of the weekend by far, but Nolan Edward is no flinch. Alex Kane is a suplex assassin who's get this work, and they were going... The entire crowd was going way back and forth. TWE is was the arena that we were in. They were very responsible about all the distancing and all of that fun stuff, but all the fans were... Super passionate. We had a really, really, really great time, and they really came out. They showed out for everybody involved. Alex Kane will, without any shadow of any doubt, be on your TV screens shortly.
2: Definitely. Love that. Love and we're going to get to get the insight, the, the fresh scoop before everybody else gets it.
0: You heard it here first on KFave Comparisons, boys and girls, with the Holy Trinity. Uh, the following week is going to be January twentieth. It's going to be hard to kill Impact's pay-per-view with Kenny Omega, the AEW champion, on on the docket, on the ticket, on the card, whatever you want to call it. It's going to be hard to kill versus WCW sold out from 1997. That's right, boys and girls. The name of the show on the marquee is still KFave Comparisons, and I promise you, at least once a month, you will get that KFave Comparison in. And that's what we're going to give to you guys on January the 20th, hard to kill. 2021 versus wcw sold out wex do you remember sold out 97 i mean was that like were you into that
2: vibe at that time okay sold out 97 i was actually only about six years old i definitely was aware (laughs) of wrestling and what was going on at the time but i definitely did not watch this is why
0: he is my son boys and girls he's my son on the show
2: I didn't really start giving getting into wrestling super heavy until about 90, late ninety seven, early ninety eight. That's when my that's when I got hard hard, rock hard in there.
0: Rock hard in there. Meanwhile I'm at the, the Hermitage uh movie theater watching Bad Boys wow. One Finger Blasting Some Girl from Middle School. Uh Jesse, what do you think about uh WCW sold out in nineteen ninety seven? I was, was also the, like fourteen years old at the time, so
1: I was at the Rivergate movie theater Finger blasting some girl. Yes! All right, (laughs) Jesse! No, the, um, sold out 1997. The one thing I remember, they had the, uh, they had the babe contest or whatever, which was biker ladies and whatnot. They had the completely different stage that sucked. They didn't play music for any of the WCW guys that came out. They only played music for the NWO guys and all the WCW guys they just shit on.
0: commentary, everything. I feel like the whole show is It's It's a total tragically funny to make fun of. It is
1: it is a living, breathing poop emoji from 24 years ago. So,
0: yeah, I for one am excited to see Kenny Omega in the Impact ring. I think it's going to be kind of cool. I do love the working relationship that Impact and AEW has. Hopefully, that turns into almost like a new version of the NWA, where like talents they are they all stay separate, but talent just kind of exchanges and they. Topple down the big bad monster that's shitting on all of us.
2: Takeover, it's gonna happen.
1: It's I all... hope
0: so. I hope so, man. I Dude, hope so. I'm... I
1: just wanna see I just wanna see Jordan Grace in
0: AEW. Like, oh I'd love it. As long as I that happens, it. I don't give a fuck. I would love it. I would absolutely love it. On January the twenty seventh, guys, it's season three. We're gonna be doing something brand new here. Instead of doing just like an like a wrestler profile and uh you know just trying to go through their career, we decided it'd be a lot more fun and a lot more interesting to pick a wrestler that was really hot for a while and then just kind of fizzled out or went away. Um, you know, so so January 27th, KFAP comparisons will present for the first time what happened to the amazing Red. Uh, so we're going to go like, you know, we're all going to deep dive, kind of try to do some, uh, you know, find some journalistic things from back in the day, uh, see if we can watch any shoot videos and Really figure out what happened to Amazing Red. I mean, he was like one of the premier guys, us all being national natives and the original TNA at the quote unquote asylum in Nashville. I mean, he was he was the first guy. I mean, the code red was a, a move that like now everybody kind of uses. So his his influence is definitely there. Jesse, what do you think about this? Uh, this Amazing Red and the whole like series idea of the what happened to thing?
1: It was pretty obvious to me from Jump Street that Amazing Red was responsible for training a lot of people that went into TNA. And Amazing Red, the X Division never would have existed without the advent of a guy that had his athleticism. The SATs were a big part of that whole thing. Yeah, CZWs, Through all those early pay-per-views. He also, to my knowledge, maybe I'm wrong on this. If anybody wants to correct me, please Feel free. Jesse Baker Nash, Twitter, Instagram, fucking rip me apart. It's fine. <laughs> but uh, I think that he started House of Glory and was the trainer there. I believe he trained believe private so. party. I believe that's true.
2: Private party. So there's a lot of, actually, a lot of uh, Amazing Red influence in AEW. Literally, Excalibur calls it the code red every time someone does it on comp. like Dustin Rhodes. that's does what it, it is.
0: Too. Dude, he calls it yeah.
2: Yeah. I love that, because, you know, in WWE, they're not going to call it the fucking Code Red. That's what I love about Excalibur. He pays tribute to, like, who fucking deserves it. Like Yeah. I'm just saying, Code Red... And he deserves it. Amazing Red. Red is a fucking innovator, and, like... Yeah. Definitely one of the most innovative people, like you said. Without him, no X Division, so... I think there's, it's a lot of,
1: there's a lot of what we love that we would not see without that dude. And obviously his influence largely is drawn from people like Dean Malenko and Ray Mysterio and all the other people that we tout on the same podcast, but uh, amazing red. I'm I'm excited to cover it. it. It'll be a really great deep dive.
0: It's going to be a really fun time. That's going to, that's going to get us to the one month end of January. Uh, and the show will actually come out the first week of February, but it's going to be WWE's Royal rumble from 2021. Going ag- up against WWF's Royal Rumble from 2001. It's a good old 20-year anniversary, the true tried and true, all the way back to season one. K. Fabe comparison. I am super pumped about that one. The Rock is on the show for sure. Or, the Rock is not on the show actually. He's the only one <laughs> from that Attitude era that was not on the show. We also got we get but we guys we get to see Stone Cold versus Kane. You remember In those the- bangers?
2: That's weird. That's that's a 2001 (laughs) show that has The Rock and not Stone Cold because
0: The Rock. Uh, Other way, other way around. It's it's yeah, Stone Cold and not The Rock. Because the rest of the year, it's yeah, all The Rock. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's weird. I'm super excited to see it.
1: Which would be followed up by one of the best fucking packages that was ever delivered by WWF production in the form of David Sahadi. Two months later, with Stone Cold and The Rock at WrestleMania 17. Yes. So good. Then they did that double turn that sucked ball sacks.
0: Yeah, I mean, arguably... I mean, I would say... <laughs> argue, I mean, we've, we've talked about it on the show. Arguably one of the greatest WrestleManias of all time, if not the greatest WrestleMania of all
2: time, I got, WrestleMania 17. I but. got that t-shirt. It's that good.
0: I ain't, I, I ain't <laughs> there. I
1: disagree. Me and Conrad Thompson are on the same boat. This is not my favorite one. It's not... Left, okay, I, that's not... It's,
2: it's not mine. my favorite one. A, dude, I started watching wrestling, like, really hardcore, and like like I said, late 97, 98. So that WrestleMania is, like... The fucking culmination of everything as a child, nostalgia, fucking. God damn it, it's such a good WrestleMania. TLC. I, all I'll i say is fucking TLC, I, god damn it.
1: I get it. I understand that. I'd put 22 ahead of 17 any day of the
2: week.
0: Yeah, I mean, 25 is arguably really good too, with, uh, you know, with Taker and Sean and. That whole oh deal.
2: yeah, but, oh yeah, dude. Yeah. But um, yeah, I
0: mean, it's maybe. Hey, you guys, maybe we'll do a list. Maybe we'll do a top ten WrestleManias of all time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I think that sounds that sounds something nice and tasty. But you know what? That's that's a month of content for you guys. I know we're definitely gonna do another indie spotlight in February. We just gotta lock down the guest on that one. That's gonna do it for us though, guys. Thanks for hanging with us for you know the debut episode of season three. The holy trinity in the house these days. The Babe crew. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Boys and girls, we'll see you next week. We're out. Peace.